What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome into episode number 43 of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. I, of course, am your host, Garrett McKee, and joining me from Iowa is your co-host, Mike Hart. We are the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, and as always, we are bringing you the best of the country music world like nobody else will tell it. Before we get started, I'd like to tell you a little bit about today's sponsor, Sputnik Brand Company. Sputnik is a lifestyle brand out of Memphis, Tennessee. Everything is handmade, designed, and printed in-house. So all you folks listening in Tennessee, this is a local business for you guys. The folks over at Sputnik have some incredible looking stuff, you guys. They just dropped a new collection recently, actually. And and in that collection is their Let It Fly shirt, which if you scroll down on Charlie Crockett's Instagram feed you will see a picture of him wearing that shirt. That's the Let It Fly shirt. Um, spaghetti Western style design. It's uh, some fucking cool shit. And uh, it doesn't stop there, you guys. They've got some great looking stuff. Um, they're kind enough to send us a little care package, which uh, we'll be posting on our social medias when we get it so you guys can actually see it. I'm not much of a model, but... Uh, We'll do our best. It would look a heck of a lot better on you, I'll tell you that much. So here we go. Guess what? Guess what? Not only do they have some great-looking stuff, and Charlie Crockett approves. Don't take my word for it. Take Charlie's word for it. Not only that, you need to go to www.sputnikbrand.co. That's not a .com. That is sputnikbrand.co. S-P-U-T-N-I-K brand.co. Place your order, and then at checkout, you can use the promo code HAC. That's HAC, all capitals, stands for Hippies and Cowboys. HAC for 25% off your order. They're practically giving it away for free because you're a listener to this podcast. So go get yourself some gear, turn some heads everywhere you go, the same way that Charlie Crockett does. And use that promo code, and you can get it for a fraction of the price. No-brainer. What are you still doing? Go to sputnikbrand.co. Use that 25% off promo code HAC. Stands for Hippies and Cowboys. And uh, while you're at it, go give them a follow on Instagram at Sputnik Clothing. Facebook, Sputnik Brand Company. And uh, once again, their website is www.sputnikbrand.co. Oh, Sputnik Brand Company, inspiration for others. And if you haven't clued in by now, our guest today is the one and only, one of the most electrifying talents in country music. He is one of our favorite artists over here at Hippies and Cowboys, and if you haven't figured it out by now, his name is Charlie Crockett. Charlie just dropped his eighth album in five years here in 2020. This one, this new one is titled Welcome to Hard Times. And I gotta say, another contender for album of the year. Just saying. Go check it out. But if you like what you hear, and I know you will, you should head to www.charliecrockett.com. Get yourself a copy of this vinyl record and pick up a couple copies of his previous records as well because there ain't a bad one in the bunch. Anyways, guys, let's get to the episode. We are going to kick things off with the title track off of that 2020 album. This one is titled Welcome to Hard Times. Enjoy the show. 
life's a casino I'm telling you And everybody's playing Boys and girls, women, children, me and you The dice are loaded And everything's fixed Even a hobo would tell you this Welcome to hard times And feeling low Do you like sinning? No Well you will be before you go We got lots of gambling Oh, and we're telling lies You're certainly welcome Hard times Take a look in my eyes Tell me what you see Besides the bright blinking lights stretched out in front of me I wonder if you'll notice Would you even care If I told you my life just isn't fair Welcome to hard times Do you like sinning? No Well you will be before you go We got lots of gambling Oh, and we're telling lies You're certainly welcome to hard times Yes Hope you're feeling welcome to hard times. All right, we are live. Charlie Crockett, how the hell are you, man? Well, I couldn't be any better. Thank you for asking, fellas. Uh, appreciate y'all having me on the program. Well, we're yeah, excited to have you, man. Thanks a lot for coming. And thanks for chatting with us. I know you're busy on the road, and and uh, yeah, dude, it's it's great to sit down with you on on a Saturday and get away from yelling at the TV for college football. You know, talk talk to one of my favorite artists. So I'm excited. But where are you headed right now, Charlie? Oh, we was playing up in uh, <clears throat> Broken Bow, Oklahoma, last night. Actually, in a little little oh. town right above it called uh hocha town hocha town saloon and then okay. uh mm. my lady taylor grace is driving the truck we're going down to Louisville, texas for this uh this thing they do annually down there called western days and normally normally it's like an all-day kind of festival street fair type of western country and western event and 
they've kept it intact, mm-hmm. but they're filming it. it. They're like filming it in an auditorium this year, of course, you know, due to circumstances or whatever. Right. But lucky, lucky me, man, they're uh, paying us the same as if we was playing in front of a live audience. But uh, instead, all I got to do is play for the cameras and, well, and, and we still get the check. So <laughs> there you Pretty, go. they've great, been gracious handy. to do that. Yeah, so yeah. it's nice to be. It's it's nice to be playing. Yeah, for sure. Real yeah. nice to be playing. So, you got the you got the whole band with you? Or is it no, just I got you the whole or, band, uh, man. Even uh, Nathan Fleming yeah. uh, oh, played all the steel on my records. He's uh he was supposed to join up with us for all these big tours we had this year, uh, but then you know we didn't go on them. And then mm-hmm. we played in uh, at Kenny's store down there on the. Uh, coastal plains down in southeast texas on uh thursday night that was the first time that he's actually ever played with the band i mean he's been on i think six or seven records but that's the he's been playing with johnny bush and a lot of kind of a lot of the old a lot of the aging kind of texas country honky-tonk legends and when i was a little younger i just i to be quite honest with you i just couldn't afford his ass but uh (laughs) now i can and you know it's just so much part of my sound that he finally joined up with us but yeah i got all the guys they they, they're all playing that's great making a little extra on these shows because the bus is up in missouri yeah we ain't using it for these three shows there just was no reason to so they got the uh my business manager his uncle's got this big uh dually truck that's pulling the trailer uh chisholm's driving it and stuff and we just kind of did the three shows and stand in some hotels. It's been kind of nice to drive up through mm-hmm. Texarkana and stuff. Real beautiful country. So, nice. yeah, it's nice. It's nice that you can uh, get the whole band out there and get everybody, uh, you know, shake, yeah. shaking the dust off. And well, and I feel if I live. waited too much longer, I wasn't gonna have yeah. no band. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. They're gonna have to go get real jobs, <laughs> or not real jobs. But well, no, I had to. I had to um, shake. I, I just, I just I shake was... all these little juke joint side gigs. These fools is picking up around the Texas countryside. I said, hey, you know, I I got these three gigs, and Cullen Fox, he's the <laughs> utility man. He said, oh man, I got this gig over in Copeland, and we're playing over here in Bend, Texas, and all that. I said, you need to you need to put that shit on hold and get a uh, get a sub. And uh, that's what I'm saying. I had to make sure I had to call the boys in, make sure I still got a dang band. <laughs> so, <laughs> how have you uh, how have you adjusted to like you know playing playing and like you said in front of a camera rather than playing in front of a live audience? Which uh, that's obviously got to be a bit of a change in bit of a shift for you oh man i mean i can play to a camera as good as anybody in the game if i need to uh you know i I think you can play to a live audience as good as anybody in the game as well well well, that's (laughs) what i mean you know i mean i think it's just kind of like that you know the people ask me that people ask me that question a lot and i think playing to the camera all comes down to how just how good a performer you are and I just been do I just been doing it a long mm-hmm. time, you know. I learned how to stand behind my guitar on Royal Street in New Orleans, and you know, and I, you know, you yeah. gotta, you gotta get drunk tourist attention, you know, and get them to pull the beignet out their mouth, 
and you talk shit to them till they pay you, you know, and then, you know, you're an alcohol salesman on the stage, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't mind calling myself a song and dance man, you know, uh, I mean, I can, I can do that, yeah. you know, I can, I can play blues and soul and old time folk, gospel, honky tonk, uh, classic country, you know, any, anything in there, you know, uh, but, um, I like playing, you know, we oh, did yeah. the, we did, we, yeah. like, we, did. we, we talk about like having furniture, mm. like each artist has their own furniture and, and, uh, to fill their, you know, and, and your, your living room is filled with so many different pieces, you know, like so much bluesy stuff, like back to, you know, I'm working and, and, and then you get a bunch of brass in there. Mm. And, and then now you're recently, um, you know, in the last year or so, we're seeing a lot more of the banjo mm -hmm. coming in. And I think that's. A pretty fun thing to watch develop but is that something and that, that honky, you, you like honky recently tonk piano yeah but is that is, it, is the banjo something you recently picked up or or it's is that is that more of a new development well you know when i was hoboing and stuff for all them years you know i was just oh i never really owned an instrument i was always finding them or borrowing them or stealing them i guess but uh there was a period of, I would just pick on it every once in a while. Like if I was stuck, hold up somewhere and somebody had a banjo, I'd mess around with it. And, uh, I tell this story a lot cause people are asking, but there was a time when I was playing on the street in New York city, we used to play at this club. Uh, it's more of a folk club called uh, cafe Vivaldi on Jones street in uh, Greenwich village. And, uh, you know, I was an all day street player in that time. I'd play in the parks, uh, and on the uh, street corners and subway mm -hmm. platforms. And, you know, that's a, I would do that in the daytime. And then we'd, we'd go to the, I'd go to the open mics in the like earlier evening. And then maybe the blues jams later in the evening. And, uh, so you'd get, you know, you go to these open mics, man, all around New York city and, uh, you know, there'd be anywhere from, you know, 50 to 200 people trying to get on, you know, pull a, you know, uh, draw a number and get a spot. And uh, I'd be out in front of those places all the time, you know, drinking wine or whatever, just passing the time. And we were standing out in front of that Cafe Vivaldi. And I had this guitar leaned up against this sign. And this uh, trumpet player that I used to run with that I actually had met in New Orleans and come up there to New York with me, this guy named uh, Jim Schaefer, man. He was a 6'6", 145 pounds, soaking wet. But he was a crazy guy, and he was always pretty, me he was always pretty messed up. <laughs> and we was clowning around out there in front of the uh, little cafe. And oh, we was just messing around, and he lost his balance, fell back, and, like, snapped that guitar in half. And... uh yeah, and there was this other oh, guy shit. standing there. There's, I can't. What was in the place called uh, the Music Inn? I think it's called Jones Street. The real famous street. Bob mm -hmm. Dylan lived on that street in the like early '60s. I think oh. if you see the cover of uh, that Free Willin' record when he's walking on a side on a, in the middle uh -huh. of that street with his girlfriend, that's Jones Street. So that little cafe is on is on that street. But in in it uh, it's not a continuous okay. street. It, it 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 dead ends into uh two other avenues on either side and on the just down on the other end of that street is this place I called a music inn and there was all these hippies and shit that lived that, that live down there and work at that place and anyway I'm rambling on but this guy gave me a banjo 
because he saw that the other one broke and it was just like a weird like kind of throwaway i don't even know just some kind of knockoff banjo and i played that damn thing for probably four to six months because i you know that's what i had and i got pretty good on it and then i kind of something happened to that one i left it somewhere it got stolen and and then you know and then i I didn't i would just kind of barely play it off and on over the years never quite long enough to really stick with it and then um i bought a chinese one in colorado i don't know two or three years ago and i just started playing it you know back when we was in the rv and when i got in the bus i just kind of always play it in the lounge Mm -hmm. and i just been i just stuck with it this time and uh i've written a lot of songs on the banjo even if they ended up you know being recorded on a guitar like uh Five More Miles, this song, on the, I wrote that on the banjo. I Want to Cry was uh-huh. a banjo song. I think I originally mm-hmm. wrote The, the Valley on oh, the really? banjo. Uh, it's just, it's just a, mm-hmm. there's just something about it, cool. the way that that thing talks, that I can write a song on it Yeah, real mm-hmm. easy. And then, you know, I still don't got a dang license, you know, and people are so, you know, I don't know, man. People are awfully damn... Uh, elitist about a dang banjo you know and always want to tell you how to play it and honestly sometimes it pisses me the hell off i'm just like are y'all gonna stop trying to tell me how to play this thing and get out the way so i can uh do this recording that y'all asked me to do or do you want me to take this lesson before i show you how i do it (laughs) uh but uh i got three i got i got three of them now you know i got three of them now so oh which one what's your favorite one that you have Probably the real fancy one I got in Denmark at a Tonder Festival. There was this, uh, those Deering banjos are, you know, American. I think they make them more up there towards y'all's part of the country. Uh, I thought they made them up there in Michigan or Minnesota. Deering? I thought they did. Maybe I'm wrong. Hell, I can't remember where they make them. But uh, I, I have no idea, dude. You're, you would know better than I got I. it for, uh, those it. things are real expensive. And I got it for about a third of what it was worth at a music tent in southern Denmark because this uh, some American group bluegrass player that had retired over there unloaded it on this boy in his store somewhere in Germany. And he couldn't get anybody in Germany to buy the damn thing. And so after holding on to it as long as he did, he come up to Denmark trying to get it off his hands. And I managed, I think, man, I got it for about a third of what it's worth and didn't pay no taxes on it. And uh, her name's De- her name's Dolores, yeah, man, and she can uh, she can really do the thing. Hell yeah, uh, Char- Charlie. Jesus um, Christ, dude! It says I just, I just, I just is, wanted to. Oh, I don't want to interrupt, but it, it says they're from San Diego. So who? Pretty close to Iowa. San yeah. Diego. Deering banjos from San Diego. Apparently, that's what their website. Oh says. no, that's probably know, right. No, I think you're right. I think they're like some crazy Scientologists or some shit. So. Oh, Jesus. yeah. You gotta go. go you gotta. <laughs> yeah, Jesus is right. You gotta go figure that one out. <laughs> so uh, Jesus is right. They better figure that one out. Oh, that's funny. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah um, if we ask you something, you're like, "Fuck, dude, I don't want to answer that." Just say it. We'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah, I am sick of it. I'm not in the mood. Just yeah. Now nah, I'll just, I'll just, no. pre- I'll just, pre- I'll just um, pretend it's okay, and then uh, come up there and kick your ass later. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you can try. Yeah, you can try. No, <laughs> we'll be. We'll be due. No, I don't know about that. This, I bet. I, I'm, I'm, be due for I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm due to get my own ass whooped, really. So. 
Um, I gotta. Well, here's here's one that here's one that uh, maybe you don't get. Well, yeah, you probably do. Fuck it, I'm in a gasket anyway. Um, you know, you're you're a bit of you're a bit of an anomaly in the sense that you've released. I mean, what is it now? Eight records in five years at this point. Um, I think I think that's right. That's it's eight. And yeah, five that's years, right. Is yeah. Not? That's cool. No, it's eight. I got um, I got my which ninth, is, I got I mean, my ninth record recorded already that uh, I didn't even tell nobody about. So look at. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, uh, I guess I guess you just leaked it a little oh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. Uh, but anyway, you got well. I guess so. You you got nine essentially in five maybe six years here. Um, you know what? I guess my question is what. What keeps you motivated to keep recording rather than, you know, sitting on an album and touring it? I mean, circumstances now are like a little different, obviously, with COVID and all this shit that's been going on. But, you know, does it is it kind of, you know, a combination of like your life experiences, like the busking and, the you know, connecting with different music scenes and, you know, all, everything that you've gone through to get to this point? Is that what kind of motivates that or is it just kind of? you know, the way you are as a musician, you just, you just write, you record and you get it out there as, as soon as possible, just because that's what you love to do. Man. I mean, you just said it, Jack. I mean, that's it. Like that's all it is. Uh, George Jones started out on, on the street in Beaumont, Texas. Hank Williams started out on the street in Montgomery, Alabama. And, uh, you can interview everybody you ever wanted to. And there's a lot of really talented, uh, guys and gals out there. But uh, very few of them have walked the path of truly coming from the street. I ain't talking about casual people that stand out there on the corner for fun and tell their friends they can buy a beer with a few bucks. I'm talking about real Mm -hmm. street players. And, uh, you know, I know all these people in the business, they get tired of hearing me talk about it. But I think they get tired of it because they know that they don't come from a background like that. You know, so if I was them, I'd get tired of it, too, because they can't they just don't come from that. And um you know, if George Jones and Hank Williams and all those cats was around, I'd have to stand in line behind them. But uh, they ain't they ain't mm-hmm. around. You know, it's 2020, and uh, that's where I'm. That's why I'm standing here. And uh, there was a year in the 1960s where Pappy Daly, who ran George Jones's label, dropped seven George Jones LPs in one year, y'all. <laughs> wow. So in in any other given year, it was two to four records a year, you know? So, you know, and I... Yeah, well, it's kind of a lost, like, it's kind of been lost in time, like that kind of thing. Like artists just, you know, like you said, two two or four records in a year is pretty well unheard of these days. Oh, yeah, you know, and uh, I've had many a record executive try to sign me and, you know, remind me that the average artist's career lasts uh, three records in seven years, you know, and which that pissed me off in this uh, Dallas bar the first time this European label executive flew over and was trying to get me on his label. It pissed me off when he said that. I was drinking right. some bourbon, and well, he was drinking a lot more. Did you tell him, but, uh, that, did you tell him that you're you're not an average artist and you don't want to be an average artist, right? Like, nah, who gives I, a fuck what the average artist does, you know? I you're, think I might have just cussed him yeah. out and left or something, but I think he got the, I think he got the point. <laughs> but um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's the it's the business, you know. The business does slows it down that way, and it's the artist too, man. I mean, you know, not to sound like some cranky old man, but it's just like I just I just happen to have the information of 
how hard these folks had to grind back in those days. And mm-hmm. so I think it's, and unfortunately the way, it, the, the way it is these days is these folks is doing very little work and a lot of complaining, you know? And, uh, yeah. even in the, yeah. even mm-hmm. the, even in this Americana scene, you know, I mean, I yeah. opened up, I opened yeah. up for the turnpike troubadours 130 times. And you know why? Because I was standing out in front of green hall back in 2013, handing out CDs in a cardboard box and Evan Felker that started that band, uh, uh-huh. with, with RC just happened to be one of the people I handed a copy of, of that CD to. And he remembered me later. And uh, because he saw me, you know, at that stage in my life, he he knew that I wasn't messing around. And uh, that's the only leg up I've ever gotten from any other from other artists besides maybe Mm -hmm. J.D. McPherson letting me open it up for him in Europe. But, uh, man, I see cats come out here and they might open up two, three, five, six, seven shows front of my crowds or other people's crowds and you know i think they automatically assume that they should be the one headline and that i mean just because you know i don't know just because they're talented i don't know but you know i've just always had to do i've just always had to do it the hard way and i think that you know that that's how it was back in those days and so it's a long-winded way of answering your question that's why i'm recording so many records you know is because of like you said it's my background and and Charlie, I think, I, 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 let me jump in here. Uh, Charlie, I'm yeah, glad you I'm glad you shared that uh, story because um, uh, how I first was introduced to you was you opened up for Turnpike in Des Moines, Iowa, and some amphitheater like by the river, and I don't know what year, 2015, 2016, maybe somewhere in that time frame, and that's how I was first introduced to you, and since then you've become obviously one of my favorite artists that's out there. And like, here I am, you're on our, like on my show. And like, dude, it just like went full circle of, I didn't know that story of you handing Evan that CD. And like, that's how that happened. But like, what came, like that, that's the whole, that that's what started everything with me and digging into your music is, is me seeing you open for, for Turnpike, you know? So that, that was a really, really cool and personal story for me listening to that. So thank you for sharing that. Made my day. Oh man! <laughs> well, it's just the truth. You talking about that um, must have been uh, was it Simon Estes Amphitheater? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool yeah. place right down there, right down there on the river. Yes. Yep. That's mm. the one. Yeah. 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 Dude, cool that, was, that was a cool place. We were right place up front row. Up. Dude, I was like, "Who is this guy out here?" And I, and I mean, you had your your get up. And I I didn't know who you were at all before it, you know. And you you walked yeah. out and your and your uh. That that this is the way you always dress for shows, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" And ever since, man, it's like you've you've grown into literally like from that moment, like one of my favorite artists that's out there. So like, when you just Thank connected you. it Thank to, you. I appreciate to that, Turnpike, man. it's like holy shit. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm not trying to like have a fish for compliments. It's just like a sincere like, dude, that moment was was big <laughs> for me and my and my discovery of of all the music that's out there. You know. But anyways, sorry to go on a tangent. I, uh, <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I was, I was think that's one of my favorite things about you is just your mentality. You kind of have that dog mentality in you where, you know, you're not, you're not concerned ever uh, about what anybody else fucking thinks as far as like 
what you're gonna what you're gonna do you can go do a blues album and then you can turn around and go put out something that's almost entirely like acoustic like you did a few a few months back and you know it's it's completely seamless and we talk about authenticity a lot on this show and so we think that that's something that uh is basically the roots in all good music whether it's country music or not and uh you know i think hearing your story i mean some some folks out there may not have heard your entire story but i you know i have read about it and heard about it on several different different occasions and uh you know i can't help but feel that you know all of those years that you spent out there hustling and and you know then everything you've been through i mean even your kind of health, health scare back last year or two years ago or whenever that was i can't help but feel that that really goes into that mentality and it's just you know you've you've got this opportunity now so you know why not take advantage of it and you, we like I, going back to what i said about authenticity you've been in all these different music scenes so it doesn't feel forced when it no. comes when it comes from your mouth and comes from the things that you're creating right. it, it all of it feels completely genuine and completely uh completely charlie crockett well you know the thing is about being i being an itinerant uh a traveling musician like really doing it that way especially as a you know hitchhiking and hopping trains and just generally you know living hand and mouth out of a guitar cases you know whether you're talking about you know lightning mm-hmm. hopkins or or like i say george jones when you learn how to play music out there in the street you learn all the styles and you learn all this mm-hmm. and you learn all the styles because of all the other travelers because of the the culture of the places that allow you to do this stuff you know in the in the deep south you know like new orleans or you know southeast texas or uh you know like hank was doing in, in alabama back in the day or just like when i was playing up in New York City on the street, San Francisco on the street, Paris, France on the street, all this type of stuff. You know, you, I learned all kind of stuff, you know, like my, the, mm-hmm. the way that I got into country music was initially hearing drinking songs on Royal Street. And at the time, I just wasn't as, I mean, I just wasn't as familiar. You know, I mean, I knew about, I mean, I knew about Ernest Tubb and, Roger Miller and, and Hank and all of them and George Jones and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, I was playing a lot more like folk music that I was getting off of like banjo players and fiddle players and uh, jug bands, uh, jazz bands doing old time Creole jazz and just whatever, just picking up everywhere and, and remember memorizing melodies that other people was doing, you know, out there in those other mm-hmm. bands and stuff. And it was, you know, in my mid mid twenties, really on the street where I started really falling in love with the stories, the storytelling that is country music, you know. And of course, that all comes out of folk and gospel, and it's all blues and right. but right something about something about the message. In, in songwriting within country music which I know is a broad term but yeah. and I just really you know I just feel like I've grown you know I've grown into 
that sound and it's just I, I I'm always so drawn to the to the to the narrative to the to the picture that those songs paint and right. and when you play on the street you know with like you you play music that keeps people's attention you know and uh, more often than not for me it you know it's drinking songs and and uh you know storytelling and you know I don't claim to be you know a master of those things or anything but I but I carry all of that kind of with me you know and I think if you're looking at you know Jimmy Rogers or any of those cats from way back you know or like a Lightning Hopkins it's like you, people tend to think of them as blues singers but I guarantee like I, Lazy Lester was somebody I knew until he died from South Louisiana and uh, he played as much country music as he did soul and blues and not just because be, you know I've heard people say that about me. They're like, well, he was a street player, you know, so he could play country because he thinks that's what people want, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, nah, man, I mean, country music is deep in my heart. And I saw even people like Lazy Lester who just love playing and singing country music, even if the record labels uh-huh. in Louisiana back in that day just wanted him to do those kind of R&B kind of novelty hits. You know, he just really loved country mm-hmm. music. And, um, you know, and that's also what would make what you know is well known among street players or scholars that look back into that stuff it was you know square dancing and uh uh country music was the stuff that you know was working on the street that was the stuff that people loved playing and it was the stuff that that got you tipped and uh you know we're all out like i said we're all out you know we're all out here you know we got to get by you know we're selling alcohol you know and uh, doing all those kind of things in the club, you know, and don't get it twisted. You know, there's people out here, you know, acting like they don't care at all, you know, blue collar country musicians, but really they got, they got machines behind them. They got machines behind them. A lot of them, Mm -hmm. even when they pretend that they don't. And so these people care a lot more Mm -hmm. and they're a lot more about the money than they may see. They may seem. But I'm upfront about what I'm doing. I like right. getting paid. I like collecting the right. check. But like, you know, I own everything. You know, I own everything, and you know. Uh, and the art and the art form comes first. I feel like. Oh yeah, man. And I mean, I've just proved. I think I've proven that time again with my own stuff. Is just. Right. You know, is I built an I built an I built an audience purely off of live shows and word of mouth. I don't have a hell. I don't have a single light. I don't have a single license. You know, none of my songs you're really going to hear in almost anywhere in media because I, you know, up to this point, you know, I still own my publishing and haven't made any deals with any companies or anything. So, you know, my audience and the people that listen to me is is about organic as it gets besides going back off the map and just like not even working with the company on 30 Tigers. Like if I went away from them, and just put my records out directly through the internet. That's as that's as roots as you could get, you know. So I'm basically right there, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, and right. shit it yeah. shit had taken me took me fifteen years just to even get that dang deal, you know. So Yeah. Right. I mean and there's, so, some, and there's something to be said for that too. Oh yeah. sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, you're good. I was just gonna get into like I mean yeah, no one I, I don't think I've ever heard in my entire life anybody question the authenticity of Charlie Crockett, and that's part of it, is there's nobody over your head telling you what to do. Um, it's you. You own it. 
It's your music. You're going to, you know, it's what you want to do. Um, And one thing that you said in there, and it it maybe has passed for a little bit now, is was that you you feel like um, in your songwriting the need to like paint a narrative, paint a paint a picture pretty pretty clearly, and that's that's something that is super clear. um, And and you mentioned the reasons for it on on the street and busking, but um, just listening through your, I mean up until your most recent album like everything has such a clear picture to it and at the same time you you have so many other intriguing dynamics to your music but where i'm getting to this is uh i thought it very fitting that the next song we're going to play is paint it blue and we're talking about painting that picture um in your music and uh before we play paint it blue i was going to see if you wanted to uh talk a little bit on that song oh man uh I just really like the, I just like it's got that get up and go. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really try to, I really like writing songs where you can tell a life story in, you know, five verses. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah, it's one of those. And that's kind of what I mean. And and, and, and blue, and early blues, folk blues, traditionals, they do that too. But I feel like, there's something in country music where that just really got through and, you know, and was, and was able to, you know, even though the labels are commercial, you know, there was able to like sell, sell an artist's authenticity, you know, and, you know, man, these record labels, you know, none of them would ever tell me to record something like paint it blue but whenever whenever i do record that stuff man the people listening to me love it you know and i get old time country music fans drawn to what i'm doing and maybe more importantly is i get a lot of younger people in america that don't associate with country i I get them to look at country music in a different way you know that maybe shakes Mm -hmm. off some of them negative connotations and you know that that makes me happy just because i think that you know what has been done in american music in our history even you know it may not be a pretty history sometimes but it's but it's beautiful and especially through the music and i always love old songs where people are talking about you know painting the town blue you know kind of just talking about sadness and all that type of stuff you know anyway yeah that's what i've got to say about that perfect well thanks for that introduction to that song charlie this is uh paint it blue off his most recent record welcome to hard times enjoy They say there's a price on my head And that I'm better off dead But that sheriff better keep this in mind I'll show be hard to find
give up so much of me I should probably be charging a fee You say that you don't like me and I'm wrong I bet you're gonna love the way I'm gone Too concerned with my name Cause I know it won't be on my grave But I ain't gonna hang my head down and cry Cause I know where I'm going when I die Paint It Blue by Charlie Crockett. Before we jump back into the episode, I'd like to remind you guys that today's episode has been brought to you by Sputnik. Sputnik brand clothing. Out of Memphis, Tennessee. Go check it out at www.sputnikbrand.co. That's not .com, folks. That is sputnikbrand.co. And guess what? Listeners to this podcast can get 25% off their order at checkout using the code HAC, that's all capitals, H-A-C. That stands for Hippies and Cowboys Podcast. Once again, that's H-A-C, 25% off at checkout. Go get yourself some gear, you guys, and don't just take my word for it. Take Charlie Crockett's word for it, because if you go scroll through Charlie's Instagram feed, Charlie can be seen wearing the brand. And Charlie actually had a few words to say about Sputnik, so here is what the one and only, the man with the best style in country music, had to say. Oh man, that's it for Skip. Yeah, yeah, man. Micah is like best friends with my with my lady, Taylor Grace. 
they worked mm-hmm. together in Memphis. They known each other forever, and uh, yeah, she's always been showing me his work. And we had gotten a couple of his cool T-shirt designs and stuff. And I've hung out with them yeah. up in Memphis at Ernestine and Hazel's and stuff with him and his lady and all that. And I just, you know, he does everything by hand, and he's so so talented and so hardworking, and just in a in a world full of people that I feel like ain't doing a lot of work getting a lot of opportunity i felt like you know this is somebody who is doing the hard work and has you know has more authenticity and originality than most anybody i've come across in that part of the game and so uh yeah man i mean he he did this latest t-shirt design for us that we're gonna put out and all that stuff and it's just uh you know, actually, you know, when, you, when I went on his Instagram, you could see all this cool work that he's doing. But, like, Taylor was showing me all mm-hmm. these old designs and all this stuff that he has done. And I just was so – I was so taken back by the variety of stuff that he can do and, like, the way that he integrates, like, popular culture and, and, and Western culture and all this different stuff that he can that he can do. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. that's just cool, man. I, I'm so happy that uh, that he's uh, – that, that he's sponsoring the, the show, man. That's just – that's just too cool for school. Yes, sir. There you have it, you guys. If that doesn't convince you, then I don't know what will. Once again, that is H-A-C, the promo code H-A-C, for 25% off at checkout. Now let's jump back into the episode here, everybody. I would like to apologize to everyone because, unfortunately, we had a bit of uh, some technical difficulties here. Um, the phone that Charlie was recording on uh, actually died here and so you're gonna actually miss a chunk of what we were talking about when we came back well all of that and then kind of we jump into the rapid fires quickly because charlie was pulling up to uh the venue that he had to play that day um so this episode does get cut a little short but there is some some stuff here on the back end that uh you guys will want to hear so like I said, shit happens. Uh, we're just happy that uh, Charlie took the time to uh, come on the podcast, and we got what we got. So, anyway, back to the episode. All right, you just heard Paint It Blue by Charlie Crockett. Once again, off of his 2020 album, Welcome to Hard Times. Be sure to go pick yourself up a copy of that one. Charlie's still hanging with us here. Uh, go ahead. I got a few minutes. I, t- I got it back on. Good enough. Okay. All right, yeah, we'll we'll... Roll through the rapid fires here quick, and then we'll let you get out of here, Charlie, so uh, you can continue on the rest of your busy day. Um, I'll start with uh, when was the first time or the last time that you were ever starstruck? Mm, Last time. The last time I was starstruck was when uh, the great living legend Neo Soul performer Erica Badu messaged me on Instagram and told me to call her and I was so afraid because she's such a star I was like ignoring it because I was so nervous and I wasn't responding to her and she was like Charlie Crockett quit playing and call me right now <laughs> and then I did like a young child I called her up and I was just I was <laughs> just that was about that, I was so starstruck it was unbelievable and uh she still makes me nervous just because she's just the queen it's unbelievable so yeah and that's like re- that's like current <laughs> so well yeah. uh i gotta ask you um for for good reason here um 
who do you think has the best uh, style in, in the country music world? And you can Before say yourself. Before you answer, Charlie, um, the reason he's asking that is because oftentimes ah, when ah. we ask that question, the answer is you. You talk uh, <laughs> like... No, like like fashion. You know, like who has the best fashion style? Who dresses the best in the country music world? You know. Nah, no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying. So we know it's you, but like you got to decide between else. my friends here. <laughs> I mean, nah, I would never do that. Who, uh, who else do they mention? Oh, dude, uh, let's see. Uh, pretty much, it's it's usually comes down to you or Midland. Um, yeah, that's that's got to be about it. You or Midland. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty funny too. People, uh, when people don't know who I am, and I, I walk into some place, they'll be like, "Hey, man, do you ever heard of the band Midland?" I'll be like, "Sometimes I tell them I know who they are. Sometimes I tell them I don't." <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, you gotta play it off like, like, yeah, yeah, I'm in that band. I found yeah, that. <laughs> and then they're like, and I'll just, some, yeah, I play it off or whatever, and they'll be like, they'll be like, "You look like you dress like that band Midland, you know?" And I'm like, "Nah, man, they dress like me." Yeah. I do the same thing all the time. <laughs> nah. I play it the same uh, way. I don't really know, man. I, there's a, so many. That's funny. That wouldn't be current. I mean, honestly, man, I'd say I'd say George Jones. In the, I'd say George Jones in the '60s, man. Right. Respect for the possum. Right. Uh, if you don't mind here, uh, someone who added me on Snapchat uh, off of Twitter, uh, Will Medor, He's asking right now. I told you know I put out that I was on the phone with with Charlie, and he said. Where does this man get his sick threads? The man has the best style out there. So, uh, where can somebody uh, go out and and get a sick sick threads like Charlie Crockett? Tell him uh, at the getting place. <laughs> at the getting place. You heard it here first. Um. All right. This one. This one. I'm gonna ask just because uh, it kind of relates to the record, and I'm genuinely curious. What is your favorite game at the casino? Ooh, I like sitting. Uh, I like sitting at the bar watching the horse races. Mm. When I when I was a kid, I used to when I was a kid, I used to play keno while my uh, uncle gambled in the adult section of the casinos down there in Mississippi, down in Biloxi. Oh, the beaches of okay. Biloxi. Uh, Charlie, when you are gambling on your horses on. Uh, and you want to, you want your horse to win, do you ever uh, yell "Run, horse, run!" at the horses? I, I heard that was a common thing you did. <laughs> What, what what would what would make you ask me a question like that? Oh, no <laughs> idea, man. I, I I can't imagine. Uh, maybe give them an encouraging yaw. Well, I don't know. Uh, are the Kennedys gun shy? <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. Good chat. Right. Uh, yeah, I gotta go, guys. I'm sorry. They're asking me all kinds of shit. All but, right. uh, oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, Have a good show, man. Okay. Hey, thank y'all so much, man. Hey. I'll talk to y'all next time. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, man. We really, really appreciate you coming on and chatting. All right, y'all. Yep, yep. You have a great later. show. Yep, see ya. And once again, you guys, as Charlie and I both said earlier, we would like to thank our friends over at Sputnik Clothing. Be sure to head to www.sputnikbrand.co. That's S P U T N I K brand.co. And you can get 25% off. That's a fucking lot, you guys. 25% off your order at checkout using the code HAC, which stands for Hippies and Cowboys. That Once again, that is HAC at checkout for 25% off your order. And after you've done that, go give them a follow on Instagram at Sputnik Clothing, Facebook, Sputnik Brand, 
And, of course, once again, their website is www.sputnikbrand.co. Sputnik Brand Company, inspiration for others. And, of course, they're out of Memphis, Tennessee, you guys, so uh, all you all you folks listening in Tennessee, of course, you can uh, support a local a local company and uh, a damn, damn good one at that because they have some badass stuff. Go check it out, you guys. And Charlie Crockett approves. It's not just me saying it to you. Charlie, the, the man with the best fucking style in country music is telling you to go check it out. You ought to go check it out. I'm holding my head up I'm not gonna cry Or tell them I need her And that without her I would die I'm not gonna argue They won't listen to me I'm just gonna stay right here Under the poplar tree Let me tell you a story It happened this way It was born out of longing In a man that's gone astray I've been to the valley In the shadow of death I've crossed many rivers Wearing a scar on my chest Can I outrun this heartache? A man he sure can try I gave my all to that woman Then she turned around and said goodbye I was in a high desert Dell City was a town That's when my luck turned south This old boy started showing out Killed the clerk and a young girl Who was only standing there He looked at me real peculiar With the bullets flying through the air I lit out in a hurry He went out in a hearse Heartbroken and wanted Couldn't tell you Which one of them is worse He must have been real important Cause his posse caught up to me I was holding my head When they hung me from a poplar tree Yes, they hung me from the poplar tree
All right, everybody, there you have it. That was the podcast with uh, Charlie Crockett. Unfortunately, that one got cut off a little short. Just Charlie had to run, and uh, we had, like I said, some technical difficulties in the middle. Uh, The phone that Charlie was recording on uh, died (laughs) in the middle when we got back after the break because we did talk for a few minutes before those rapid-fire started, but... uh, um, yeah, that's that's all we had. He was traveling to the to his show, and uh, we were just happy that we got the chance to uh, hook up and do a quick a quick podcast while he was driving on his way. So hopefully, some sometime we can sit down and get a better one for you guys. But uh, I go once again, just just happy to have him on the show, and uh, we would like to thank Charlie and his team for lining that one up. Before I let you all get out of here today, of course, that last song you just heard was The Poplar Tree. That one is off of Charlie's 2020 album, Welcome to Hard Times. Go check that out at charliecrockett.com. Pick yourself up a copy of that record because it is absolutely fantastic. And while you're at it, you can pick up a copy of any of his older records too because not a bad one in the bunch, let me tell you. Uh, so head on over to charliecrockett.com. That's charlie, C-H-A-R-L-E-Y, crockett.com. Get yourself some records. Pick yourself out a t-shirt. I got the Gator t-shirt. He has some absolutely badass merch on his website. Uh, I've got the black Gator t-shirt. You'll see it on the store when you go log in. You got to Get yourself one of those because that's one of my favorite shirts. If not, maybe my favorite shirt that I own. Fucking beautiful. Before you shut us off and uh, move on with your life here today, please give us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening and leave us with a five-star rating. Tell us what you liked about the show. Give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please join the conversation. We encourage you to let us know how you feel Let us know who you want to hear on the podcast next time, and uh, we'll do our best to make it happen for you. We love hearing from you guys, and I say it all the time, but at the end of the day, this show is about you and giving you a chance to connect with these artists and learn a little more about them. And uh, we love doing it, and uh, we love hearing from you guys and and taking any feedback that you're willing to give. So please, once again, give us a follow. We are on Twitter primarily. And Instagram and Facebook, we're trying to step up the Instagram and Facebook games, but uh, Twitter's Twitter's where you'll get the hot takes throughout the day from us. All right, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.